want to get strong? What do you do if you want to be mentally tough? Well, welcome to my gym. <laughs> every single rock you can see, every piece of gravel, big rocks, little rocks, everything, I've moved myself because I want to be mentally tough. I want to be physically strong. So why is it so complicated? Why has it become so controversial and so much contradicting information out there about how to get fit and how to get strong? What if it was really simple? And if you look at how the human body works, it bloody is simple. Isn't that exciting? If you want to have a mentally tough, strong brain, you've got to overcome challenges. You've got to put it under pressure so that your brain gets stronger. If you want to get fit, you've got to overload your heart and lungs so they are forced to produce uh, and process more oxygen, get rid of more carbon dioxide. Pressure is what makes us fitter. Get puffed, get fit. Get strong's the same. If I don't overload my muscles, I'm not going to get any stronger. So why is there so much argument about reps and sets and days of the week and exercises? There's three things that I always ask. Is it safe? Because if I'm injured, I can't do anything. Is it fast? Because if it takes too long, most people won't do it. And does it work? And if it doesn't work, why would I do it? Now, to get fit and get puffed or to get to get fit, you've got to get puffed. It doesn't matter what you do. So why do we say, well, you should go running or you should do biking or you should do a rowing machine or how about find out what a person really likes to do? Uh, I only ask the question, does the body work more effectively in the upright position versus the kneeling down position versus the seated position versus why would you lie on the ground? Because that's not what we do. We just sleep on the ground. Uh, so if I want to have an effective get puffed program, would it be better in the upright position? But that's just a choice because some people like to use a rowing machine and some people like to ride a bike. If you're getting puffed, you're going to get fit. Isn't that awesome? If you want to get strong, you've just got to overload your muscles. Now, there's three things that happen. You know that you're mentally tougher because you can handle challenges better. You don't sulk, you don't cry, you don't get upset, you don't get hurt, you just handle it because you're a tough person. You know that you're fit because your resting heart rate is low and the time it takes you to recover in between high intense bursts of high heart rate, that period of time comes down to a very short period of time so you know you're getting fitter. And stronger's the same. You know you're getting stronger because you can lift heavier. So if you can't lift heavier, you're not getting stronger. Pretty simple, yeah? So when I look at my garden, when I look at my, this is my gym, this is my a mentally tough gym, uh, and I come out here for lots of reasons. One is to be mentally tough, physically strong, physically fit. Uh, my garden has done all of that for me, but it's it's been really interesting. If I lift a little, I can say, look, I've moved 20, 30, 40, 100 tonne of rock, probably more. There's just We've just put lots and lots of rocks onto this property. But some of those rocks have added massive value to my life because they've been big and they've been really heavy and they've forced me to get stronger. So some of the rocks in my garden have made me stronger. Some of them haven't because they're pieces of pebble or they're tiny little rocks that don't overload my muscles. Now, if I move them fast, they might have been helpful to help me get fitter. But why would I overload my body with a weight when I can get puffed without putting extra weight on? So I want to go as hard and fast as I can without any extra weight on so I can go hard and fast. That's the whole point. Why do we mix up fitness and strength? Let's get really fit, as fit as we possibly can. So go as hard as you possibly can for 10 seconds, which is the phosphate system. 
which is the 100% effort system. And then the strength comes from lifting as heavy as I possibly can, using as many muscles as I possibly can at the same time because that's where the endocrine hormonal system fires up the best and that's where the central nervous system fires up the best. And could they be two things that we seem to forget about? Because because the argument about reps and sets is so intense, uh, if you open up social media on any day at any time and you only have to type in reps or sets or strength training. And if you haven't done this, do it for fun because it's very entertaining. There's so much argument about how many uh, sets, how many reps, what kind of uh, periodization program you should use. So should it be once a week, twice a week, three times a week, five times a week? Some people train seven times a week. And there's some things that get a bit lost there. So let's just work through them systematically uh, from how the human body works. If I overload a muscle to its full potential... How long does it take to recover? And if I train it before it's recovered, uh, how will I get stronger? So there's overload, then there's recovery, then there's regeneration, and then there's supercompensation, which is getting stronger. So if I haven't gotten stronger, I haven't recovered from my workout. Now, how long does that take? I don't know. Wouldn't that depend on how well you sleep, what kind of nutrition you have, how well hydrated you are, how stressed you are, what your metabolism's like. Everybody's different. So how do we know when to train again? Could it be that we ha- we can and, and will lift heavier? If we're not lifting heavier, then we haven't gotten stronger. That's pretty simple because I haven't super compensated from my last workout. So how often would sh- should we train? Shouldn't that depend on your lifestyle, my lifestyle, and everybody's different? How many reps or sets should we do is a really interesting question because it's very confusing and lots of information about it, but how do your muscles know? Can they count? How does your muscles know they've done three sets versus five sets versus one set? Isn't it about progressive overload? If I'm not getting stronger, then I'm not progressively overloading. Now, can I get strong from doing five sets, 10 sets, 20 sets, one set, two sets? Of course, because if I'm progressively overloading, then I'm going to get stronger. But if I'm doing three sets, it's going to take three times longer than if I do one set. If I do 10 sets, it's going to be 10 times longer than if I do one set. So why would I make a program longer, less time efficient, And I would say waste people's time because if I can do it in one, why would I do it in three, five or ten? Now, there's lots of argument about how many sets you should do and how many reps you should do. But ultimately, if you look at the energy systems of the body, the 100% effort system is the phosphate system, which is 10 seconds. Anything after that, I'm not working at 100% effort. And the great analogy for that, if I'm capable of sprinting to get fit, if I go walking, I'm not going to get fit because I'm not overloading my heart and lungs. If I'm really unfit and I go for a walk and I get puffed, that's awesome. I'm getting fitter because I'm getting puffed. But if I'm not getting puffed, I'm not getting fitter. If I'm not overloading my muscles to their full potential, I'm not going to get stronger. And the question again, there's lots of different ways to get stronger. I can do multiple sets, multiple reps, lots of different kinds of exercises. But my three questions are always, is it safe? Because if I'm injured, I won't be able to do anything. Is it Time efficient, because most people use time as the biggest excuse for not exercising. Now, you might love to go to the gym and spend hours and hours there, but I always ask this question. Is it possible there might come a time when you don't have hours and hours, you're busy, you have a baby, you've got a different job, you're travelling, and then we often use uh, time as an excuse. I haven't got time to exercise, so I won't. 
So what if the phosphate system, which is only 10 seconds, what if that was the ultimate way to train? Lift as heavy as you possibly can within the phosphate system. That's 100% effort. Sprint, high intense activity, get puffed as, as, as often as possible, but in the phosphate system because it's only 10 seconds. And you'll feel yourself getting fitter because you'll recover. The quicker you recover, the fitter, you're, the fitter you are. Isn't that awesome? If you want to get mentally tough, is it possible that if you overload your heart and lungs and you overload your muscles and bones at 100% effort, that you'll feel yourself getting mentally tougher because you can push yourself harder physically and mentally? Now, the beautiful thing about that is physiology is also on our side there because when you fire up the endocrine system, when you fire up the central nervous system, both of those start in the brain, uh, they produce chemicals which strengthen the brain. So when I get really puffed, when I lift really heavy, when I do a combination of both, in the the phosphate system, I produce epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol. They're the fight and flight drugs which help me to become tougher and stronger for the next time I have to run away from a threat, the next time my, my life is under threat, the next time a wild animal is chasing me, the next time my boss is yelling and screaming at me. Whenever stress is produced, epinephrine, adrenaline and cortisol, which is the hormonal system for fighting and flighting, the reverse of that or what happens after that is I feel rewarded because I got away from the threat, dopamine. I feel satisfied with my life because I am alive, woohoo, serotonin. And then I produce brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for my brain. So not only, obviously your brain controls everything, it controls how fit you get. It controls how strong you get. Your brain is everything. So if you overload your brain at 100% effort, fight and flight, adrenaline, epinephrine, cortisol, dopamine, serotonin, brain-derived neurotropic factor, then your brain gets stronger, your muscles and bones get stronger, you fire up your central nervous system and your endocrine system better, everything works better, and it's really short. Why do we make it so complicated? What if it could be as simple as 10 seconds of high intense activity, lift as heavy as you possibly can, use as many muscles as you possibly can at the same time because that's where the, the fire up of the hormonal system happens. Little exercises, little results, big exercises, big results. I don't know why we got stuck on this, let's break the body up into little pieces. And of course, you can do whatever you want. You can take as long as you want to train. You can spend hours in the gym. But what about the people that don't want to go to the gym? I don't want to go to the gym anymore. I lift rocks in my garden. And I'll share again, some of these rocks have added massive value to my life because they're big and they're heavy and they've forced me to get stronger. There's other rocks in my garden that have added no value to my life at all. I've just moved them around and it's been, well, I'll rephrase that, it's been out in the fresh air and sunshine and I've had a great time doing it. But how about we focus on the things that add value to our physical body and our mental health so that we are tough and strong and wiser and better every day versus argue about how many reps and how many sets and what's the best exercise. If an exercise is going to grind your joint, it's not a good exercise. It's unsafe and at some stage it's going to hurt you. If it doesn't overload your, your endocrine system, your central nervous system, your muscles and bones, it's not the best exercise, so pick a better one. If you're not getting puffed, pick a better exercise because to get fit, you've got to get puffed. To get strong, you've got to overload your muscles and bones. And I'll wrap that all up again. If you overload your brain, you'll get mentally tougher you'll be able to overcome challenges, but the overcoming of challenges makes you mentally tougher. If you get puffed, you'll get fitter. And if you get fitter, everything works better. If you lift heavy, if you overload your muscles and bones, you'll get stronger. But if you put all of that together, you'll have a body that works incredibly effectively, excitingly well. Can I put it any better? Get fit, 
get puffed to get fit. Get strong, overload your muscles and bones to get strong, and all of that will overload your brain, and life will be awesome so you can sing every day like I do. super duper do. how are you? I am amazing because I'm healthy, fit and strong, and look at all the rocks that I moved. Every single one of them, Rowie, moved them. Woohoo!